Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, guys. How you doing today? We're doing great. Now, I know the math doesn't support this, but I have already made the bold proclamation that the NFC East is over and y'all are the division champions. Are you ready to say that with me? Absolutely not. <laughs> I, don't, I don't count them. You know me and my comments on contracts. It's not a over till it's officially mathematically over. All right. I so appreciate that. That's, Thank that's, you. that's, that's, that's probably for the best. Mm-hmm, I think that's mm-hmm. wise. I know there's a lot of our fan base listening right now that thinks that's wise as well. Now there is a lot of excitement around yesterday's win, but obviously you watch the game just like a lot of us watch the game. And I am kind of curious, putting aside any concerns about injury or anything like that right now, do you feel like Dak is playing well? I think he, I think he's playing well. I think he can play better. And, uh, uh, you know, we've got such high expectations, uh, our fan base, certainly the media, uh, certainly, uh, you know, everybody in the organization just, you know, expects Dak to go out and pass it and complete about 80 uh, percent of his balls, uh, never throw a pick and, uh, you know, and move around and make plays. And, you know, you get used to that. And, uh, you know, right now, uh, it's not all just flowing just right, but uh, there's not a question in my mind with his competitive nature, uh, his work ethic, uh, that he, he'll get it uh, exactly uh, where everybody's expectations are. And uh, the biggest thing of all is his expectations of himself are, are higher than anybody else's. So I uh, feel really good uh, that if uh, that's our biggest problem, that that's going to get fixed and uh, that he, he'll – He'll get that where uh, everybody feels like it should be. But he's just a, a great competitor. You got to uh, take your hat off to the Redskins. They, you know, they had a great game plan and uh, certainly made it. Uh, you know, where we had our challenges at times to move the ball, but do feel like that uh, uh, that we'll ultimately uh, get this thing where we need to be. The exciting thing is there were a lot of good things that happened yesterday, especially on the on the defensive side of the ball, uh, having getting all our players back now, and they're all playing together on that defensive front. And, of course, it makes uh, things easier on the back end when the front end's going well. And uh, so that was good. And then, you know, obviously it was a great distribution on, uh, you know, the production we did have between Amari and um, and Gallup and CD all did uh, a lot of good things. So, you know, there's a lot of things to look forward to, but there's a lot of things to improve upon as well. Steven, whenever whenever you look at the way that the defense played, when you look at the guys that were on the field, when you and Will and, and Dan Quinn and McCarthy were all kind of coming up with the vision for what this defense looked like, is that is that as close to what y'all expected this thing to look like and act like whenever they got on the field together? Well, I, I, if there's one thing that, I mean, to some degree, absolutely yes. Okay. I mean, I, there's no doubt, but I will say <laughs> – it's hard to have expected what number 11's doing in terms of doing all the things that he's asked to do, whether it's uh, make great plays in coverage, whether it's uh, make plays on the quarterback from the blitzing spot, whether it's a natural pass rusher, uh, whether it's just running, uh, running, uh, running plays down sideline to sideline. I mean, who could have ever thought he could, one, uh, digest all that and be able to line up and all those different positions and, and get it done. But, uh, you know, he certainly exceeded any expectation you could have had. But in terms of putting those guys all out there together, whether it's, uh, you know, especially the group of, 
uh, you know, of Randy and D-Law and Gallimore uh, mixed in with the group we already had out there. I think uh, certainly having all that come together is gratifying and did have visions of that group uh, uh, playing together like that and uh, making those type of plays. And certainly you see what happens when they're healthy and, and they're able to really utilize their skill set and what they do. And, uh, you know, hats off to Mike and Dan. They've done a great job, you know, of really, uh, you know, improving each and every week. And, of course, the biggest thing of all, which uh, always makes a huge difference in the NFL, is, uh, you know, is the ball. And uh, they're making plays on the ball. They're turning the ball over. And, you know, we all know in the NFL, if you win that turnover battle, there's a good chance you're going to win that game. Steven, a little bit of a random question here. I was wondering this. C.D. Lamb versus Trayvon Diggs, what determines who goes back there to return a punt? Yeah, that's a good question. I actually have that on my agenda. <laughs> They've been mixing them in, and, uh, you know, we got off to a little slow start on the return game there yesterday with a little hesitation for just to go get yards. Uh, I think they tried said, then they tried uh, C.D., and then they tried uh, Diggs, so – uh, it's nice to have three guys like that, and, uh, you know, I bet John's answer may be, hey, it's the hot hand, but, uh, you know, it's good to have three guys like that back there that can do that, but it's a it's a good question, and when Jerry and I were actually commenting on it yesterday, it seems like we're uh, rotating these guys through a little more. Historically, it's been, you know, Cedric's kind of punt safe when you think it's going to be a, you know, an inside the 20 uh, type catch, and then uh, if you think you got a chance to make a big play historically cds uh been back there but uh certainly with Diggs and his production uh you know when he did it well at alabama give him an opportunity uh to do a few things see what he might do with the ball so uh like we said we're fortunate to have uh that group of three back there that can uh get back there and feel the ball and then hopefully go make a play can you tell us anything or have y'all learned anything in the last 24 hours or so about Tyron Smith? Don't really have any updates yet. We'll have that as the day progresses. Uh, but certainly uh, you hate to see something like that where uh, he limps off the field because he's you know, such a key piece to that offensive line. But hopefully it's a, a minor thing, but we'll know more here as the uh, – afternoon progresses do you have to even if it is a minor thing do you still have to progress as if it, it's at least possible if not even likely that he'll miss some time well we will as we move in the week right now the you know the players aren't aren't doing a lot in terms of sure. uh, their preparation uh we'll uh you know between mike and uh kellen and coach philbin they'll obviously be uh, looking at the options if he, for some reason he's not available but uh you know, the big heavy lifting for uh, for next week, and the Giants will start on Wednesday. I, I was kind of curious if you been... should we should know a lot. We should know a lot more by then. OK, that's great. Thank you. Uh, I was kind of curious the the front of uh, up the middle with Connor McGovern. How have you all been satisfied with what you've seen there? Is it still kind of like we're still observing that and checking it out? Do you think that that's a better option than Williams left guard at the moment? Well, I'm sure they'll they'll discuss that. They wanted to certainly give uh, Connor McGovern every opportunity and not have it, you know, be something where he's in there one game and out the next or that type of thing. And know they'll be evaluating that this week. And you know, as we head down the home stretch, we got to get the right group of uh, uh, of guys out there. We're so fortunate that we have, you know, eight nine guys that can go in there and play, uh, you know, can play for us. So. 
Uh, at the same time, I know they want to get some cohesiveness and a group going, and I know that'll be, uh, you know, some one of the things they're talking about as well this week. And there's there's been a, a little bit of a disagreement amongst our show here on how Lyle Collins' approach to uh, the hit on the sideline was. Did you like it, or were you like, well, let's uh, let's think about that a little more next time? Well, I just think, uh, you know, obviously, you, you know, it can cost you, which it did, but at the same time. Uh, you know, those guys, uh, you know, Dak's our leader. Uh, you know, they think the world of him have nothing but the utmost respect. And, you know, obviously Lyle felt like, uh, you know, it went too far. And, uh, you know, certainly no different than hookers hit on the sideline. Sometimes you're not exactly sure. Is he all the way in? Is he out? Is he, you know, they're just it's happening fast. It's a bang, bang type situation where you're, uh, trying to figure it out. But, uh, you know, I really like the part about, uh, you know, him running over there and taking up for Dak. He's he's the leader of the team. You know, at the same time, you got to be smart. A play like that can uh, ultimately cost you a ball game if you're not careful. So you, you got to pick and choose your spots. But at the same time, I have nothing but respect for the fact that Lyle was uh, uh, protecting his quarterback. Steven, what's your hope for uh, Tony Pollard coming up this week and for the rest of the season? You know, that's another one we just won't know until we get later in the week and see how he's progressing. We've got the greatest group of, uh, of trainers, I think, in the NFL in terms of getting players prepared to play. And uh, we'll just have to see, uh, you know, what this week brings. But, uh, uh, you know, he's a dynamic player. Uh hate not having him out there. Obviously, we've been dinged up a little bit there at the running back position. And uh, certainly hats off to Zeke for his – you know, he's continuing to work through and wants to compete and, and play out there. But, uh, you know, hopefully these guys are just going to keep getting better. And not unlike uh, defense, when we get everybody back totally healthy, we'll, uh, we'll be uh, pleasantly uh, pleased with uh, what happens uh, as these guys get their health back. Did you feel like Tony Pollard was close to being able to play yesterday? We thought he was close, yes. I mean, we took it all the way, took him out there, worked him out, and then made the decision uh, not to play him. So, obviously, we wouldn't have uh, taken him out there with the, giving him the chance to play if we didn't think he was close. Steven, there, it's been reported that the company that you guys hired to bring those benches in put the <laughs> Cowboys logo on there without y'all asking them to. You can tell the truth. How good, how good did that feel to have those those benches over there though <laughs> anything that has cowboys on it makes me smile so uh i'll leave it at that but uh it certainly uh got a lot of attention throughout the day yesterday okay well <laughs> since you said anything that's got cowboys on it mm. makes you smile there were also rumblings that washington does a game day t-shirt and that perhaps y'all said you cannot put Cowboys on that game day T-shirt is that accurate? I'm not aware of that. Okay, I certainly can go down that road. I'm not aware that that happened. Stephen, when it comes to tonight, huge game in football NFC. We kind of need the Cardinals to lose, right? Because if they lose <laughs> and then you guys beat them a few weeks later, you'd hold the tiebreaker there. Well, I mean, you know if you you're looking at math which we all do then obviously it's uh you know we're uh we do need the cardinals to lose and uh but first and foremost we got to take care of our business we got to go win our games but uh you know you obviously pick and choose who you're rooting for 
uh, each and every week. And I, I know our fans understand, you know, the ramifications uh, most of the time. And uh, certainly, uh, you know, it's pretty obvious that, uh, you know, a, a cardinal loss would, would certainly help us if we can if we can take care of our own business. All right. Now, you guys have been proponents of Dorrance Armstrong for a while. Yesterday, he got the touchdown. 16th different player on the team this year to score a touchdown. Who will be the next new Cowboy to score a touchdown to break the team record? I'm going to I'm gonna bet on that. Has number 11 gotten in the end? He has not. not. Nope. So that would be my bet. That's a smart, I think that's a really logical decision right there. All right, Stephen Jones calling for the record breaker to be Micah Parsons. I like that pick right there. I do too. What if it's the, What if he breaks the record while he also breaks the rookie sack record at the time? That would that'd be oh a good gosh. story. Let's that, make it happen. That would, that would be outstanding. I'm, I can tell you I'm all for that. I'm all in. Are you also all in on his defensive player of the year candidacy? Not just rookie of the year, but defensive player of the year candidacy. Uh, absolutely. The way Mike has played this year, he deserves any and everything that comes his way. And uh, he's just been outstanding, as I said, uh, to be able to digest all the, thing that, all the things that are being asked of him by Dan Quinn, be able to go out and execute him and make the plays he's making. You know, he deserves whatever comes his way. Outstanding. Thank you so much for the time, Stephen. We will uh, catch up with you again next Monday. Sounds great, guys. Take care.